0: Well, it's still summertime in Texas and it's hot, and July is coming to an end. It's kind of hard to believe. Do you ever feel like you lost a year? Like last year, like 2020, doesn't even feel like it counts. But here we are, and we're doing this online thing. It's been incredibly effective. And I'm so glad you're joining me. And I want to talk to you specifically today about something that we all struggle with, and that's telling the dadgum truth. Will we just tell the truth? Now, back when I was doing business consulting, I would tell companies that 90% of your problems would go away. People would just told the truth. <laughs> I can say that in the church. I can say that with church staff. I can say that with pastors. I can say that with most anybody. If we just told the truth, most of our problems would go away. And Jesus addressed this. Why do we lie? What's going on? Why are people deceitful? Why don't we just tell the truth? Why is truth-telling so hard, so difficult? As I write this, I realize, once again, how much I really need Jesus, how I need to have my heart changed, as we keep talking about. Every culture that's ever lived has had difficulty with truth. Uh, Jesus' culture was the same way. They had trouble telling the truth, and what they did was they created this elaborate system of oath, uh, making pledges... To kind of emphasize the fact that they were telling the truth and then when Jesus starts addressing this, don't swear by this, don't swear by this, don't swear by this, that he wasn't addressing oaths, he was addressing just tell the dadgum truth. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no, tell the truth. In fact, some belief systems, Quakers in particular, will not make a vow in court to tell the truth, the whole truth enough but the truth to so help you God because they believe it violates what Jesus was teaching here. That's not what it means. That is a superficial understanding without adequate, deep theological understanding. Now, okay, I just made all the Quakers mad. Sorry, eat your oats, you'll be fine. But here's some, that was really bad, sorry. Uh, We do the same thing. We have this elaborate system of making our, validating our storytelling, our lack of truth, our elongation of the truth, and we say things like this, well, I just swear on my mother's grave. Okay, whether or not your mother's dead or not, you're swear on a grave. I cross my heart and hope a die, stick a needle in my eye, we say. Okay, another oath. I promise you this is the truth. Now, usually when somebody says, I promise you this is the truth, guess what? It's not. Here's my first personal favorite. I'm telling the truth now, I'm not just preaching. <laughs> I actually heard a preacher say that one time. I'm telling the truth now, I'm not just preaching. In fact, when our daughter was little, we were uh, in a church service and this guy was telling this story, preacher's telling a story. She leaned over she said, Daddy, is that the truth or is that just a preacher story? I said, Well, it's probably just a preacher story because he started off with some kind of crazy scenario. And I think about this and I'm thinking, you know, there's a version of truth that I like to tell, but will I learn to tell the whole truth? Honesty is a big deal and it it's a big deal today. I don't feel like we're getting the truth from anybody. Do we? Are we getting the truth from CNN, from Fox News, from MSNBC, from from Newsmax? Where are we getting our truth from? We like to bend the truth in order to fit our particular understanding of the truth. Facebook and other social media's really become a platform where we could tell half truths or untruths. We can make ourselves look more fitter. We can Photoshop. We can make ourselves look more smarter or look like our lives are more interesting. Or our children are more perfect or whatever we can. We can shape our truth. In fact, I hear people say this, just tell your own truth. Okay, like truth is not an absolute. Just tell your truth. What's your truth? Really? Well, your truth may be a lie from hell, but tell your truth. So why why do we have a hard time with this? Well, I made a list. Of course I did. Why do we stretch truth? Okay, here's the list. Uh, we want to make ourselves appear better than we actually are. So we tell the truth. Uh, we don't tell the truth. I listened to a preacher the other day speak for four hours. He told nothing but stories where he was the hero of every story. Surely, surely, what are the scenarios in his life? He looked like an idiot. But he ain't gonna tell that. He's gonna tell his truth. And his truth, he's the hero of every story. I grew a little weary of that. The night before I heard a pastor really be honest, to talk about his struggles, and it really spoke to me. And I thought, you know, that's the truth, and the truth is setting him free. This other guy's truth is holding him in bondage to narcissism. Hmm. We want to cover up something we've done or that we are doing, so we don't tell the truth. You know, nobody confesses until they're caught, and even when they're caught, they don't tell at all. They want to find out how much you know. Uh, We want an unfair advantage over someone so we don't tell the truth or we hold truth back. We are deceptive and manipulative. Um, Maybe you've heard someone said, or maybe you've said, I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie to you. You know what that means? They just did. They just lied to you. And I heard this recently. I like this. A half truth is a whole lie. A half truth is a whole lie. All of this deception comes from a common source. Listen to what Jesus said. You are of your father the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he's a liar and the father of lies. Because we're influenced by Satan, we lie. It started with Adam and the woman in the garden. They believed the lie, and then they perpetrated the lie. And then they lived in a lie. And they lived in, well, outside the garden. So let's listen to Jesus and what he has to say here in this great sermon. And let's find the truth in dealing with our rooted deception, and find some freedom. So, Father, thank you again for today, and help us as we talk about and lean into this this truth that you will lead us to your freedom. And, and I pray you speak through me, not my words, yours, not my conviction, yours, not my truth, but your truth. And that truth will set us free. And I thank you for what you're going to do in and for and through us. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Now before we dive into this again, I want to remind you: if you got a prayer need, a prayer request, hey, raise your hand. Let us know. Let us pray for you. Online groups are coming soon. Get ready. Say, hey, I'll be in. I want to know more. I want to be involved in an online group with a live people, live time. Even though it's online, you can be connected. We have online groups right now in Mexico, in Costa Rica, in Colombia. Isn't that cool? Soon coming to Brazil. Isn't that cool? So why not Canada? Why not uh, Kansas, Nebraska? and Oklahoma, and Colorado, and Maryland, why not Florida? Why not these places that you're watching from that we could have an online group and get you connected and get you moving in your next step? What is your next step? And, oh, by the way, thank you for your generosity. Keep giving because it's really being a blessing to get the gospel out. Now, let's get into this. Listen to what Jesus said, Matthew five thirty-two to 37 Again, I tell you, you've heard, again, you've heard it said, Uh, to your ancestors, you must not break your oath, but you must keep your oath to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven because it's God's throne, or by earth because it's the footstool, or, or Jerusalem because it's the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head because you cannot make a single hair white or black, but let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. Now what Jesus was addressing here was their intentional deception. Now, if you look through Scripture, that God, there's oaths given to God. There's oaths that God gives to us. God promises, and promises matter to God. They matter. So commitments matter. So he's not saying, don't make a commitment here or don't promise to do something. He's saying, don't be frivolous in what you promise. Now listen to this. God is into commitment. We do not grow without commitment, and God is committed to us. And your commitments will shape your life in every area. Tara and I have just started our 41st year of marriage together. We celebrated 40 years together the first part of of July. And we've done that because we kept our commitment to one another. The night I asked her to marry me, I said, there'll be no divorce. There'll be no divorce. We're going to be in it to forever, and it's going to be a great adventure. And I've kept my promise, and she's kept hers, and we've held on to one another through thick and thin, through struggles and trials, and sickness and health, poverty and wealth, forsaking all others, cleaving only to ourselves, uh, to each other. And that's been an incredible cause. Commitment matters, and commitments to King Jesus, commitment to our children. God keeps His commitment to you. I think you know that. Listen to this, Jeremiah 29, 11. We love this passage. For I know the plans I have for you, this is the Lord's declaration, plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. God keeps his promises, his promises to you. God is faithful even when we are not faithful. He keeps his promises. Throughout scripture, you find people making promises to God and to one another. Let me give you some examples. Abraham made a commitment or an oath to Abimelech to live together as brothers in the land. Uh, He also made an oath or a covenant to his servant to go find a wife for his son Isaac, and they made a promise to one another. So, Jesus is not saying don't make those promises. He's saying keep your promises. Tell the truth. Make your covenants matter. Jonathan and David made a promise to each other, an oath of brotherhood. Making oaths was not the problem. Keeping your promises and telling the truth, that was a problem in Jesus' day, and that's what he's addressing here. The keeping of promises is a big deal to God. I've said that over and over and over, and these religious leaders, these people that were listening to Jesus were so deceptive They were not ever going to ever keep their promises, even though they were making outrageous claims. They had no intention of doing what they were supposed to do. So stop with all the dadgum lies. Just stop it. Keep your promises and tell the truth. Now, let's lean into that. Religious folks were leveraging all of their stuff for their benefit. All of their half-truths for their own profit and gain. Jesus was saying, stop it. Stop being deceptive. Everyone knows you're a liar. Everybody knows your oaths are not worth anything. So you're just making everything worse. Just stop it. Jesus wants us to be people of the truth. We must not be deceptive. Some countries, like China, are intentionally deceptive. They think it's virtuous to be deceptive. Russia, deceptive. Iran, deceptive deceptive. North Korea, deceptive. It's part of their governmental culture. Maybe not the culture of their people, but definitely the culture of their government. That deception is celebrated. God doesn't want us to be that way. We say, well, if we don't keep secrets, then we get in trouble. Well, you know, you don't need to tell everything, but dead government. what you do tell, make sure it's true. We have been pushed into a corner in these days because we haven't gotten the truth. And we've been forced to do certain things and be certain things because we haven't gotten the truth. Huh? There's a great, and I I want you to see this on the screen. Here's a great eternal truth life cannot be divided into compartments like some which God is involved and others which He is not involved. There cannot be one language in the church and another language in school, home, or the office. If we regard all promises as in the presence of God and all words to be centered in his character, then truth and commitment will rule our lives. Now put that on the screen so you could see it. And I wrote that so you could understand it. That we stop telling the lies and start telling the truth based on the fact that we live in the presence of God and his indwelling spirit has changed us. We need the truth to set us free from ourselves. Listen to me very carefully. If my truth is not rooted in biblical truth, then it is a lie. If my truth is not rooted in biblical truth, it is a lie. I said a couple of weeks ago, one of the great concerns I have with our teenagers is they're struggling listening to the lies of this world especially about sexuality and gender. If our truth is not rooted in biblical truth, it is a lie. It's so disturbing to me. Tell the truth. And it sets us free. Keep our promises and telling the truth comes from a converted heart. A converted heart. A transformed heart. Listen to what Paul said to the church in Ephesus. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the rulers of the power of the air, the spirit now working in, dis- in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them and our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under the wrath as others were also. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses and sin, you are saved by grace. Jesus was speaking to that crowd that day at the Sermon on the Mount. If you go with me to Israel, we'll go there. You can see it. Go to our website, check out the trip to Israel. You will see where the place where we're going. Jesus spoken that to the crowd, to a group of people that were so enthralled in telling half-truths and lies that this was convicting to them. They lacked integrity, and Jesus was speaking to integrity. They had no integrity, and they had no way to gain integrity. Then Jesus comes, and he gives us his integrity. He offers that to me today. He offers me the new life of his promises, his truth, and his purity, and all is based on the surrendered life of Jesus, I'm yours. He offers that today. I can live differently because of Jesus. I can keep my promises because of Jesus. I can tell the truth because of Jesus. I need Jesus. Paul goes on to say this to the church in, in Ephesus, but that is how you've come to know Christ, assuring you have heard about him and were taught about him, that the truth is in Jesus, to take off your former way of life, your old self that is corrupted by sinful desire, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put in new, put on the new self, the one created according to the likeness and righteousness and the purity of the truth, therefore putting away lying, speaking the truth each to his neighbor because we are members of one another. I need today to make a commitment to God to live for him. I need to live in his truth and not my truth. I need to live in biblical truth. I need to walk away from the culture of Satan to live in the culture of Jesus. I need to stop trying to make myself better but get myself saved. I need to quit in the flesh striving against my sinful nature, and surrender to the new nature of Christ in me, the hope of glory. Because God is committed to me, I need to commit to him. This is freedom. It's found in his truth. And you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Live in it. Be it. All for Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that those who listen today can really come to grips with the fact that we need to deal with our own deceitful selves, that our truth is not rooted in biblical truth as a lie, and it's destructive. Father, if we'll learn to keep our promises to you as you keep your promises to us, we'll live in freedom. But most of all, Father, I pray for those who are listening who need to give their life to you, need to trust you as Savior, that they will do just that today. They will whisper this prayer, Jesus, I'm yours. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Savior. I'm going to live for you. And praying that prayer, God, I pray that they will experience the life change that only you can give. And I pray, Father, for those who need to take next steps, step into membership, step into baptism, step to connect, to grow, to serve, to share, take their next steps to live all for you, King Jesus, and help us as a church family, whether online or live, that we might live all for you in your truth as it sets us free. And I pray this in Christ Jesus' strong name. Amen. Look at me a second. Thanks for joining us. I want you to listen to this last song and and make commitments today. Be prayed for. Raise your hand. Say, I've trusted Christ. Let us pray for you. Uh, You want your first timer. get a new t-shirt. We'll send it to you because we'd love to know who you are and where you are. Look forward to the online groups that are coming this fall. And remember, I love you and I pray that this has helped. Remember, there's more resources online and we even want to offer you a subscription to right now media Christian Netflix anytime any place any pace a great resource we'll give it to you free just let us know love you guys and I look forward to seeing you next week.